We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. All right, here we go. Tuesday, 1 o'clock in the sports world. That means PGA Strategy Show presented by Prize Picks here at Stochastic. I'm Ben Razzett. That is Jeff Ulrich. Talked about a lot of crazy stuff, you know, Monday Night Football. There's all sorts of things in the sports world. NBA is getting underway. NHL is underway. I watched the Rangers just absolutely dust the Ducks last night. Things are good in that. Destruction. Scoring is out of control in the NHL. Maybe we'll talk about that. But what we're really here to do is talk CJ Cup. And talk about how it feels, and I can't answer this, but you can, to hit a nice little outright last week with Keegan Bradley. You must be feeling pretty good. Yeah, no, I mean, as I was telling you before, I mean, it was like the most nondescript kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, sweat slash win. I mean, it's, it's, you know, grab Keegan kind of last minute on Wednesday. I did write him up in, in the in the odd shopper of like first round leader bets and he and he was, you know, he he top five. So cashed each way there as well. But you know, I, I talking with, with just a couple people about it. And you know, I brought him up on the show as someone who's just he he had that form. He he played well to Sanderson. He had like five top five top tens last year. He's just playing well and it just kind of felt like this field where this event that event, I mean, I, I think you just got to mark it down. Like weird stuff's probably going to happen there. It's Japan. You got top players traveling. Like it's just it, the whole event just felt like weird. I mean, and, and it was like I mean, you had Keegan versus Ricky on Sunday, and like that was the marquee matchup. So it was really crazy. You mentioned, and it, it's hard to get a sense of what's going on. I'll tell you, <laughs> I didn't watch a ton of it. I didn't dig in a ton, but I could tell you this much: Russell Knox did not play well. <laughs> that guy. No more with him for me. I'm I'm putting him on temporary hiatus. Okay. I can't though with him. Everything else, we turn the page. Another non-cut. I think for me though, the big difference, not that there is nobody in that field. There were some good players, but we got some big, big names in this field. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, like it's it's weird because they changed the schedule. I forgot about this, but they changed the schedule of these two events. Like the Zozo last year came after the CJ Cup. But now this year you have the field flying into the CJ Cup and it's it's not in Vegas. So it's even a longer trip for the guys coming back from Japan. So keep that in mind. Like th- this is um, I-, I really do think it's an advantage for the, the players who who had rest. I mean, wh- and what did we see at this this event last year, too? We did see Rory coming off a big rest and actually winning and, and taking it down. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a change. But like you said, like we've got a lot of top players and some of them are coming off rest. Some of them actually played last week. But. Yeah, it's like the, I mean, this is like the main event of the fall swing. It really is. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest prize purses, and it's definitely going to be the most elite field we get, so. 
It's it's a fantastic field. I, again, I don't have a ton else. I thought that Hovland played well. Um, yep. You know, and th- these are things that are not unexpected. You saw Neesmith and, and Co. I don't have yeah. much else to say about the Zoizo. It, I mean, there's a lot of there was some follow up from from players like Hoagie is is continues to just yep. you know cash uh, Putnam. Eden Buckley. <laughs> I mean, Put- Putnam is 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 put put in a ming like he's his putter is just out, out, outrageous outrageous right now so and then our guy grillo but like for for those like four or five players and then neesmith like there was you know like sanjay played pretty bad uh tom kim finally cooled off which you know was you know kind of good to see just so we know that he's human hideki stinks still um mito was just an out, outright disaster after i thought he was going to win after round one um but it, i mean like jet lag right like you saw Dave, and I made this point on Twitter. Like you saw Davis Riley come in. His his DFL, he's dead fucking last after two rounds. And he shot 67, 68 on the weekend. So clearly, like the jet lag is was like just the travel with this event was was making it weird for some players. So keep that in mind. Um yeah. It's yeah, it's the age old. Like we gotta take what we see, but I don't wanna overreact too much. You know, it's four rounds of golf in Japan. Now they come here. We're going to talk about the course. We're going to talk about the format. But, of course, we're going to talk about prize picks as well. You see it sponsoring the show, daily prop-based contests. ton of you play over there. We play over there. Over or under different categories. Not just with golf. Golf is awesome. Love golf. Birdies are better. Matchups, they have that all there. They've got it with college football, NFL, NBA, of course. And you can get a $100 first match deposit bonus. You sign up using the link in the description below. It is a great site. Get some exposure over there. Just a new way to play. They're building up quickly, and you're using those. You're building those little prop parlay style things. Get up to 10x if you hit that five in a row. Really go check it out. Prizepicks.com or do- download Prize Picks in the App Store or on Google Play. Check it out. Get the hundred bucks. See what you think. I know you're gonna enjoy it. Congaree. Quick, quickly oh, about Prize Picks this Please. week, and I'm gonna throw this out really quickly. Yeah, I'm looking at fire. the fairways. I'm looking at the fairways hit props on the pga congary's fairways are, are like are, like they're massive huge we've got props of like 10.5 for the top players and like 9.5 you're gonna want to hammer the over on these um you may want to do it too. like they may adjust these like these are i thought was, these are ridiculously low for congary so i'm just gonna point that out quickly you can do your own research dive into it but like i guarantee i will be looking at this right uh after so <laughs> and that's the thing just to Put the finishing touch on that. If you are right, naturally the whole field's fairways hit is going to be elevated, and you're parlaying. So you're correlating what you're doing. So it's such an advantage uh, with what you can do over there. It's not like, oh, well, I can do that for one guy, and now I got to pick birdies for another. No, just go over on on take three, four, five guys, and go over on their fairways, and hope that it's very, very generous, as I expect it will be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just looking here right now. Rom, Rory, Scheffler, all with 9.5 over-under props for fairways hit. So, again, do with that information what you will, but um, I'll be looking to uh, most likely take some overs there. Talk to me, though, about Congaree. So, this is interesting. We haven't seen – you know, this is at Shadow Creek. This is at Summit Club. But this was the Palmetto when Higo won's course. So we did see it. It's it's long. It's a par 71. But what do you make of it, given what you've seen? Yeah. So and again, like this is a Tom Fazio design course. And this this kind of goes to 
what I'm talking about with the fairways, like what Tom Fazio design courses tend to be like, and we, we have a, a few across the, the PGA. Uh, he's done Conway Farms, uh, Caves Valley. He actually designed the Summit Club last year too. So, and his, his courses tend to be very similar, like big fairways. It's not difficult off the tee, but as you get closer to the green, it becomes more difficult, tough to scramble, um, usually tougher to, to hit greens as well. You know, just tricky green structures. So it just kind of dials up as you get closer to the hole. Um, and you're going to get like a lot of longer approaches here too, but that doesn't mean that that shorter hitters can't compete because you know, people think, Oh, it's a long course. So you have to bomb it off the tee, but everyone's going to be able to hit driver here. And unless you're insanely wild off the tee, which most PGA pros aren't when they have big fairways to hit, like you're, you're going to be out there 300 yards because the average PGA pro is like a 300 yard driver these days. So like, like, I mean, you just look at the, the leaderboard from, from 2021, you had doc Redman up there. You had Bo Van Pelt. These guys lost strokes off the tee, but they're still up there. Even Gary Kago was 32nd in driving um, distance. So again, this comes back to like my driving accuracy. I mean, the, the field was like 69% or something or, or around that number of driving accuracy at this event. So this is really a course where you're going to get bigger fairways. It reminds me a little bit of Pinehurst number two in terms of setup. It's big, it's open. It's got some natural waste areas and it's, it's going to be difficult around the greens. Like you're going to have tougher scrambles, um, some, some approaches where you're going to have like, even though the greens aren't like massively small, they're, they're just going to be tough to hit in areas. And it's a nice course. I mean, it played to 11 under par at the Palmetto, which I like. I mean, I, it was, I thought it was going to play a lot easier. I know that year, like I was predicting like a, you know, like a, a birdie fest and it didn't. So interesting course, very much all around course. I think scrambling and, uh, and, and approach is going to come into fa factor. It's really just like a, a kind of an all around test for me. And, um, I think that it'll kind of almost end up de-emphasizing power, even though how long it is. That's what we kind of saw. And it, it's weird. I, I always, when we see one course, you know, with one iteration, I think too much is drawn from the actual winner. It's like, all right, this guy won. So you just need his exact skill set, which right. cannot always tell the tale. Um, there's a lot of outliers. And, and to me, that's the case here with Higo in some regards. I also don't know, like, I, I don't want to derail the show. We're what, 11 minutes in. Like, <laughs> I don't know how good Higo is. I really don't. You know, he comes and he looks great at times. Other times I'm like, this guy is really fortunate that he won on tour because I'm not sure how long he'll stick around. It's a tough guy to, to really peg for like, okay, this is what this course needs because he did it. Yeah, no, and absolutely. And like, look, but we, the, the, the thing is, we like you go down the leaderboard there and you did have some players who were just dominant off the tee. Like Johnny Vegas was, was you know, he gained like seven strokes off the tee that year. But at the same time, like you had other, you just had a weird blend of players mixed in here. So I, again, like, I'm not suggesting that like big, like you, you shouldn't play big hitters or like they don't have an advantage because they're, they hit it long. I mean, they have mm -hmm. an advantage all the time because they hit it long as long as they're not, you know, overly inaccurate. Right. So, but at the same time, um, I, I think that like if everyone's going to have some kind of mid iron to long iron approaches here as well, because it's a longer course and, um, everyone's going to be taking driver. Like I, I, I think that there's on different courses and tougher setups, there's spots where the shorter hitters may like even just club down just so they can hit the fairways. Whereas the longer hitters are going to be doing the bomb and gouge. Everyone's just taking driver here. Like it's, it's almost like the, the advantage is just slimmer. So 
Um, I think you'll see more players mixed in. And, and just to your point about the field too, like this is a completely different field than we saw at the Palmetto. So oh, yeah. like the Palmetto was basically a second tier event. I, I, the top player may have been Harris English that week. And you, so yeah, take that for what you will. But um, yeah, we could de- definitely get a good, a different result, you know, with just, you know, Rory and Rom or Hovland, you know, just, just completely bombing the crap out of this course. And maybe they do reach 20 under, but it, it is a, a bit of a trickier design. And um, you know, I don't know. It, it does. Like you said, there's only so much we can take from one event and we shouldn't be drawing too many hard conclusions. So last thing. And we talked a lot about this last week. Uh, it is a non-cut. You got a lot of dudes at the bottom who are people we don't see. Uh, are you taking that same mentality? You know, you can be aggressive to an extent, but you don't think you're, you know, you're not just clicking someone at six K cause you know, Oh, they get four rounds. I mean, I, I definitely feel like <laughs> this week is it's more inclined to to be like diving deeper, like it, just for the simple fact that, you know, we have John Rahm, McElroy and Scheffler and Justin Thomas and getting exposure to two of those players feels pretty good um, in this event, especially considering, you know, like, again, obviously different venues, but this this event and this time of year, it's been the one where the players clearly have it pegged on their 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 card like you know brooks kepka justin thomas twice rory um we've really only had one outlier winner in like coke rack and he was 100 to one and it was a you know it was played at shadow creek that year and it was a little bit of a weird event and but yeah i, I feel like the top players are, are going to perform here again so i i think with just with the i mean everyone's pushed down because of the the top players so instead of you know having <laughs> Uh, 20 guys uh, from, from the Asian tour at like 67 and down, we have, you know, Trey Mullinex at 6,500. We have uh, Merritt at 64. I just think there's way more play. Willits in here who just about yep. won a couple starts ago. I, I think you can definitely create stars and scrubs. And I'm, I'm very much interested in, in looking down uh, at the bottom of the field this week. Well, let's start at the top. We got Rory, we got Rom, we got Scheffler, JT. We'll start with the big four north of 10,000. I mean, you know, you can make a case. We haven't seen these guys, but they're elite players. Do you have a feel? Is it always with these guys where it's like, you know, any one of them, if they say this is something that they want to focus on and they bring their A game, they're probably going to win. How do you go about breaking it down? So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the default is just like, it's a bit of a crapshoot because you got players That's coming right. in off all different kinds of rest. And, um, for, for me, I mean, I, I look at setup, but I, but I also look at like, you know, obviously what players are, are doing this off season, Rory's clearly busy. Um, Rom just won in Spain. So he's coming in off, off a bit of a trip too. And then you've got Scheffler coming in off rest, you know, looking at Rom and Rory. I mean, for me right now, I, I think Rom is, is the play like between those two, if I'm paying up, I mean, you know, you look at the course, the, the wide open fairways, a little bit tough around the greens. Rory's probably got an edge on Rom in the short game, but at the same time, Rom, to me, this 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 course does speak a little bit like the, the Mexico Open where he won, where you know it's easier off the tee, he's able to just bomb it out there and then just get in a groove with with his irons. And with Rom showing confidence, I mean, I I feel like he he's he's capable of just coming in here and, and running the table again. So I I, I lean John Rom this week over Rory. Um, nothing against Rory, but he's also a little bit cheaper. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday and um you know he's got the confidence from from having played well already this fall um Roy to me is you know with with Scheffler down there at 10-4 I'm okay fading Roy this week I mean I I think you have to cross at least one of these four players off to me it is actually going to be Rory um I know he's, he's played some in the fall but I mean we're just getting such good prices on you know like Scheffler and Thomas that I think it's okay I think it's okay starting your lineups down uh below him do you anticipate having a, you know, a Rom JT combo, something like that, where you say, I'm going to take two big time names and then I have plenty of room still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you can mix and match. I mean, I think you can mix and match any four of these guys, maybe Rory and Rom is like getting a little thin, but, and again, like that, that kind of comes to my theory. Whereas if you leave Rory out, I mean, you're just leaving yourself more space. So um, I like Scheffler the most of this group. I know we're, we're going to get to him and, and, and we'll talk about like the, the difference between Thomas and Scheffler, but you know, if you use him, you can, you can use him across the board and, and then you can mix and match Rom and Thomas in as you please. Um, if that's one way to go about it. And I think, I think that like the field is deep enough too, where you can even just start with Scheffler and then, you know, start in the nine K range. So for your second guy. Yeah. I'm not going to push back on anything and I'm, I, I'm a huge Rory backer, but I, I'm with you. I think that, you know, he's been, I'm not gonna say he, he these guys don't like if Rory plays well, on Thursday. Great. You know, be right in it. It's just, he's not going to be too worried. He's wants to get some reps. We have not seen him in the fall. I tend to say, let other people, we'll see what the, you know, the projections and the ownership here at stochastic tell the story, but you know, Rory's going to be popular because he's Rory. People say, Oh, Rory's playing. Let me just click his name. I'll probably try to go elsewhere in, in a weird format, a non-cut. And if I, if he beats me, he beats me. That's always possible. But I, I have a feeling, not even, I have a feeling I'll be underweight, which is a little scary. I, I like Rory at tough driving courses where either the fairways are tough to hit, either the fairways are tough to hit, or it's like tough to hit fairways and it's longer. And this is really neither of those. I mean, I know it's a longer course, but again, like, I just think his, his best club is not really going to give him that big an advantage here. Um, yeah. So I'm with you. Do you see, this is just a random question. <laughs> Do you see any like Aaron Hills in this? Uh, not I mean, really because be Aaron no. Hills was Aaron Hills was more of like the linksy, I, I guess a little bit, but Aaron mostly Hills off the tee. Like, I'm alluding to where it was just like, yeah. you could be, it was so long, but you, you really, unless you hit it so far offline. Yeah. It didn't really matter. No, and, and that's why we had like Brian Harmon almost win that event, yeah. right? Bill like, Haas was up there. Yeah. So I guess I guess in a way, yes. Like I was thinking more visually, but yeah. No, I more meant just the yeah. mindset off the tee. Like I yes. didn't think Aaron Hill suited Rory off the tee. Yeah, no, and it's the same idea. Yeah, it's absolutely the same idea. I mean, you know, Brooks Kepka obviously won that event, but in a lot of ways, like Brooks Brooks won that event like with his putter. Like his his win at like uh where whatever it was Shinnecock was like more of like the 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 prototypical like US Open you know Brooks Kepka win where he's just grinding down the field because he's 
he's smashing it further and he's, he's just getting an advantage from, from being able to hit it out of the rough closer to the hole. Whereas, you know, Aaron Hills, it was more of just, you know, he, he obviously had an advantage with the driver, but he, he did more things along with it. So um, again, these guys will have an advantage. It just won't be as big. It won't be as significant. Everyone's going to be in the fairway. And when everyone is in the fairway, like it's, it's just not that big a difference where five, 10 yards for these guys, if they're in the fairway. So, and there's some good long iron players in the field too. So. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And certainly we saw, I'm not, I'm not tying this all to Aaron Hills, but JT had his moments uh, right. in that spot, but guys like Fitzy, Sanjay Burns, Hovland, Homa, Morikawa. I mean, these are big time names. Some of them played last week. You mentioned the, the irons and maybe they're around the green, like, I want to start backwards. I want to ask you about Morikawa first, if I can. He's flat 9K. He did play last week. What do you think of the course? What do you think of the situation for him? I'm, I'm okay with it. I mean, it, it seems extremely – it seems dicey. Like, But at the same time, uh, we have Colin Morikawa at 9K. Like, This is still a yeah. course where I, th- I think iron play is, is going to be super essential. And, and like I said – I mean, Morikawa giving up distance, but what does he do best? He hits his long irons like pretty much better than anyone. So I, I think that the, the advantage he gains from that is, is going to be, you know, quite significant. Um, that was certainly, you know, helped Gary Cago that week, went the, the week he won, helped a couple, a couple other players like Doc Redman. Um, Morikawa is just like the, obviously like the Ferrari version of those players. And he, and he hits it a little bit further than probably I'm giving him credit for too. He, he, his around the, I mean, like his, again, this comes down to what we said last week, like his around the green and his putting is what it is. It's either going to show up or it's going to be terrible, but like the rest of his game, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with, like, I I think this course should, should suit him. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's quite as, as, you know, perfect as, as what I like from last week. Cause I think the around the green game could be an issue, but he's also nine K. And I, I'm I'm actually of the opinion that I, I like going back to him here. I mean, I, I'm just this is just a player where he'll get it together eventually. And the week he does, you're just going to be kicking yourself that you, that you weren't on him. So I have, I have no reason to go off him here. He does he didn't look super sharp. He he did kind of flash up there. I thought he was going to get it going. You know, he was a couple off the lead at one point, but it just didn't happen. But it's Japan. He got to start under his belt. Um, he's the player that I think in the 9K range can have low sentiment, and I'm actually very interested in, in rostering here. I like him as well. Going to stick with it. I think it's especially for the elite players, I think getting reps uh, can negate and even enhance some of the travel woes. Like I said this yesterday, he's not flying you know, some rinky-dink. It's going to be fine. He's a young guy. It's not his fourth straight event, and he's flying all over the world. I like that he played. Um, Sanjay's the one I have trouble with, I'll be honest. Yeah. Price is, I think, reasonable. He was fine last week. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He's been playing, but he loves to play. I think it's a decent setup for him. I'm just, I'm a little torn on where do I get, is he my starting guy? Is he my second man in against Rom or someone like that? It's a weird situation for me. Yeah, I, I'm almost prone to just like betting Sung JM and just okay. like, as you said, like maybe just leaving him out of the DFS spot because like we have, I mean, like price wise, I mean, this this kind of feels like his max in a field like this, right? Like he's above Hovland, he's above Morikawa, he's above Homa. Like we're paying up for Sung Jae and, and it's like, I get it. I mean, he's playing well. He's got the top, the top five from the playoffs. He's played well for a bit, but Third week in a row playing, he's flown to and from Japan. Um, actually, fourth week in a row, I think. 
he's played the presence. I don't know. Oh, yeah, anyway, he's played a lot. Cup. Like he's he's played a lot of golf of late. So and, and like look like it's Sanjay. He plays all the time. It's if there's anyone in the field, I'm not worried about. It's him. But it does feel like we're buying the top a little bit here. And like for DFS, I, I'm with you. Like he's just kind of he's in a spot where I just don't really want to go there. I think I'd rather get some money down on him perhaps as an outright and just call it a day and, you know, like put half a unit down to pre if he starts well, maybe he'll just like bite the bullet and take him at like a worse number to fill it out. But um, I'm okay. Like I, I just think with Hovland down there, 9,200 played well last week um, and Morikawa who, who I just, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to get off a nine K I'm kind of okay. Just, just fading him, even though I, I like, like you, I mean, it's Bermuda greens, um, this part of the world, you know, pretty good setup. I mean, you, you could even stretch it and say like, you know, he, the, Tom Fazio designed the, the PGA national. Um, this is, you know, he, this is another Fazio design. So perhaps this is, uh, this is going to benefit him from that perspective too. So I don't, I don't dislike him. I just kind of dislike his price and where he is really. I, I couldn't, I couldn't really disagree on any of it. It does feel a little premium. Now he's got the talent to overcome that, but the opportunity cost is there. Fitzy's playing good golf. Burns is Burns. Hovland was great last week. More, I like Morikawa the best of the range. Then I'm not exactly sure. I think some of these guys will be ownership dependent, but their skill sets, nothing really jumps off the page. I think, and I always do this, I, I struggle with, I'm going to put Burns behind the rest. Uh, I know I do that a lot, and sometimes it's to my detriment, but I still think that Burns, I have more questions. I don't love the setup for him. Doesn't scream Sam Burns to me. Does it I'm scream Sam Burns? To you? you know, I'll I'll push back here because okay, I, I think it's a pretty good setup for him. Like he's he's a little bit wild off the tee, and I think that's going to help him. And again, like I mean, maybe it's just like Bermuda Greens and Sam Burns, and I feel like I have to play Sam Burns. But um, I, I feel like this kind of course where you know, around the green and putting can come into it a little bit more. And it's not just a matter of you have to be a lead off the tee. I kind of like Burns in these setups. Um, I don't mind him this week. I mean, again, like, I think that this is a player we're kind of on opposite ends of. Yes. And and I, I don't do like he is, he's a little bit, he's never going to be at like the, the Xander or Rory consistency levels for me, but his upside is just like so ridiculous that, I think that when you get him at a slightly easier course where you don't have to worry too much about the driver taking you off kilter. Um, and again, you've got the the putting upside that could potentially just break through at any moment. I kind of like this one. Like I, I, I prefer him for DFS more than Sanjay this week. Um, at the same time, I guess I'm kind of with you in saying like, I don't know if I want to play him over Morikawa and Hovland. Like it's kind of the same argument. So I, I'm more positive on Burns. I would definitely be more prone to mixing him in than you, but I'm not, he's not a player. I'm going to like stand and say, Oh yeah. Like you got to play him or this is his event. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a, there's a good chance we'll see a Sam Burns pop. Um, and, and he's cheaper than Sunday at the very least. So. Yeah. I, listen, there's no discounting. I, I, I'm just, a, I'm very interested to see where this course fits in. And and maybe it's just because I, I'm, I'm box score hunting and like Valspar sticks in my mind, things like that. I'd like to see him tackle this. We'll see. And four rounds isn't going to mean anything one way or the, the other, but uh, it'll be another data point. He's, he's someone just in general that he could go one of two ways this year. Like he could have a major and solidify, he'd go Scheffler, he'd go full Scheffler, or he could yeah. go 
you know, insert random guy that's won a couple of events and then, you know, Pat and Desire. Corey Connors. He could go Corey, Corey Connors. Yeah, Corey <laughs> Connors, man, which is surprising, but. He could go right. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's a different direction. You don't want to go that direction. We're going to get to the AK range, but we do have some big time announcements. And I mean that. So it is the start of NBA. People love it's... NBA basketball. It's true. Got a couple games and we got, and it's true. This is what it says. And I actually do believe it. This is the best promo we've run all year. $10 for 10 days of stochastic platinum. So it's not even just NBA centric. You sign up with the promo code. Use the promo code hardwood, all one word. Don't be doing two words. Don't be doing anything egregious. Just promo code hardwood. 10 days of stochastic plus for $10. It's on the screen right there. Access to all our tools and data for every sport. So stochastic.com slash promos expires 1025. You see it. I mean, if you've wondered what we have or you're just interested in checking out, why not come in for over a week for 10 bucks? If you don't like it, you lost $10 and now you know it's not for you. I have a feeling you're going to want it. You got every sport in the world going on right now. Literally every sport. Come on in. We'll see you in there. Say what's up once you sign up. Simple you're as gonna, that. You're, you're going to like it. Trust me, guys. You Especially will. You with will NBA like it. going on. Like, we got some some dudes who are super sharp at that sport. Trust me. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's a great promo. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous price. And whatever you do, do not Google that word hardwood, especially if you put a space in between. That could be lead to some weird stuff. So it's a dangerous um, game we play here. <laughs> uh, but if you do stochastic.com slash promos and, and use the promo code hardwood, it will be safe for work. You won't be flagged. You won't have anything egregious happen. You will just save some money get some really cool tools not just here like i said nhl is going on your boys play tonight they got the sabers uh should be a battle over oilers team total yeah we got a 41 year old in net craig anderson yikes we'll see i uh i like the flames tonight i think the flames are gonna hang many goals anyway that's a story for another time 8k range tom kim tom kim is <laughs> he never takes a week off either speed Decky came. I mean, this is this shows the depth. This is WGC esque. Like yeah. these are real players. And then there's Taylor Montgomery. No offense, just still haven't seen a ton of him, but he's looked good here. Thigala as well. Talk to me about this range. Yeah, this range is you know the AK range this week is. It kind of feels like it's it's just either like a polar opposite. Either you want to play everyone in it or you don't want to play anyone in it. And this week it's definitely leaning towards the latter. I'm not super pumped about anyone here. I think Cam Young is, is you've, I mean, you've got to take a look at him just because of the insane birdie rate he brings or can bring. Uh, he wasn't great last week though. Um, you know, is this going to be the spot where he just puts it all together and, and, and grabs a win? I, I mean, I, he has, uh, I, I, you know, Cam Young is he's so, he's so interesting. I mean, I think that like the easier setup setups will help him, but mm -hmm. I don't know if this is like necessarily an easier setup yet. Like we just don't have, yeah. I mean, That's... it could be like, it, it certainly wasn't though the first time around. So we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy eventually. With replacement blades, just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today. I think Cam Young is, he's very like, he's perplexing to me this week because I wish he'd played a little bit more, but at the same time, I feel like, well, he hasn't played more and now I'm getting a discount. I should be on him. I don't know. Like is Cam, I also think that Cam Young is a player we could potentially see regression from this year. So I I don't have a hard take on him. Um, He's, he is the most interesting player in this range to me. I think that also taking like a stance with Spieth is fine this week. Um, it's a little bit more of an all-around test. Again, he's got de- decent length off the tee, and and this is one factor. Is like he still has trouble hitting fairways. Not going to be an issue this week. Um, tricky green structures. That's good. You know, like the the tee to green game will come in. I, I I don't know exactly where his game is at. I mean, he hasn't been great of late. I know that, but um, he's eighty eight hundred. No one's going to play him because Tom Kim is there. Um, and Cam Young is he's sandwiched in between like the two hottest players on you know that for DFS. So I actually don't hate taking taking a little flyer with Speed this week. Um, if the course continues to play like it did last time, I think that'll benefit him. And um, he's a player who can just come in and and do good things off off a rest. I mean, I think he's experienced enough to do it. So I want to ask you as we work down a little bit. So I, I don't think this guy's gonna be overly popular. We'll have to say. Really good Bermuda putter, and he has experience here. He was fantastic. He just couldn't putt. He would have won. That's Ty Hatton. Right. Do you have any interest in Ty Hatton here uh, at a middling price tag? You know, he's next to Keegan and Cam Young. Again, not on our mind recently. He was non-existent last week, which is fine. What do you make of him? My only concern with Hatton is just the the travel because he was playing in in Scotland the week before, but. But like you said, I mean, like there's so many players with the same concern that, yep. I mean, I, I think a lot of what I said about Spieth applies to Hatton, like good all around player, veteran player who could just come to this co- course. And if it plays a little bit tougher, that's going to play into his hands. If, if this, if this venue does play tough again, I, I think that Spieth and Hatton are two players who will really benefit in this range. And that that's like who I like targeting. I think it will play somewhat similar. Like, I mean, obviously we have an elite field, but you know, this, this course did give the players some issues. Like there's longer par fours. The, the, the shorter par fours are tricky. They're not like simple, like straight up. Like you've, you've got to put it in spots. Um, if you, if you're short side yourself, it's like an impossible up and down from what I remember. I, I do like Hatton this week for basically the same reasons that I like speed. And I'm just not really sold on anyone else. Like, I, I mean, my, my lukewarm cam young take as was, was what it was. It was lukewarm. I'd just rather pivot to a player like Hatton or Spieth here where low ownership um, could be a great setup for them, especially if like the, you know, with the, the off the tee stuff, uh, I think just getting de-emphasized and, and Hatton at least has some form. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's played over in Europe. He, he had a couple top tens and um, he's certainly popped in, in more elite fields before. So. Ogio Swan, friend of the show, just mentioned Shane Lowry. I tend to agree. I, I think this is an interesting course for him as well. We just, I'm not sure what he's been up to. And I, I, yeah. I maybe it's uh, just like a bias. I, I feel like he's someone that eases into the season rather than just like comes out ready to play. 
he had a big win over in um over in over in Europe a, a few weeks ago. Missed the cut at, at the Alfred Dunhill. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree about the setup. Like, I'm not, I'm not down on it either. He's got a good all-around game. His, his around the green games improved a bit, but I'm, I'm kind of out on Lowry. I think yeah. if you're going to take a shot with a player like him in this range, it should be Hatton, or just look further down. I don't I'd rather Billy, play Hatton too. Yeah, Billy I, am with you. I mean, I don't know. You don't need that, to play Billy. Billy Horschel. <laughs> let's let's not get crazy. I mean, is Bermuda? What did you make of? And I don't want to just extract you know, a couple rounds, but Vigala played very well last week, really good weekend. He came in fifth. He was six of four. He's hit or miss as we saw, like he missed a cut at Sanderson farms. This is a stronger field, but he's done it in some decent events. I still am kind of trying to figure out who is he in terms of his game. And I don't have the answer to that just yet. I don't either. Like it's, it's like what kind of player is he? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to dominate in any one category. Right. Which is really strange. I mean, he, he gets hot with his irons for a bit, but then, you know, he's also carried by like, you know, some, some timely putting at, at points. I, I don't know either. I mean, it, I, I don't have a hard take on him. I, I mean, for mm-hmm. me, I think that asking him to take down this field is probably going to be too much. Well, is it though? Because I mean, like we're in the fall swing, I mean, at this event last year, like we had, you know, a new venue and Ricky Fowler almost won. I mean, like, so I, I guess I'm going to take that back. I mean, I, I think that this is a player who, I mean, I had pegged from the start for a fall event win. So even though he's hard to peg down from a, like a setup standpoint, I mean, I think just staying on Thigala is still fine. Like I, I really do. And he kind of proved that point last week that you just shouldn't forget about this player. Or, or just like ever really write him off. And, and maybe that's just the, the thing. Like maybe he's, he, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Sam Burns to the point where, you know, he can kind of just pop with, with a certain part of his game. But um, I don't know about this week. I, I, I don't really either, but I, I will say I'm, I don't think it's far-fetched to think that Thigala can win if, if I, and I, I do think guys like McNeely or wise or those type of players can win. Thigala yeah. can, can get it done in this field. I'm not saying he's going to, I'm not specifically drawn to him, but I, I am trying to catch myself and say that he's not overmatched here uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Agree. I agree. hundred percent. I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we're all, always trying to find like the perfect spot for him, but it probably just doesn't exist. And he's just going to pop. I, I still think that we'll, if we do see it the fall, it'll come like later on at like, you know, Houston or something like that, but it could be this week. Um, he's going to have the same disadvantage flying over that a lot of the other players had, but you know, so what he's, he's young. It, it, half the field's yeah. got the same thing going on. What, what about Maverick? So I, I, I just, I come back to my point, like Maverick's playing well, he's playing better. I mean, this is, again, like, I, I think it's actually a pretty good setup for Maverick McNeely. So do I. So I guess that that makes it interesting. I, I just don't put him in the same class as, like, Figala. I don't put him in the same class as Wise. So interesting. I look at him in this range, and I just, I have a hard time clicking on him. But I do recognize, like, I, I think this is a good setup for him. I mean, he's, he's long off the tee, but he's not dominant off the tee. Like, he's not long and straight. He can get a little bit wild, and I just don't think that's going to hurt him here. But you know, you, you can fire up the putter here a bit. And if he does that, like, you know, 
with without losing as, as many, you know, he'll be he'll just find more fairways here. So he's gonna be in less trouble. I don't mind it. I really don't mind the spot. Um, I'm I'm more prone to going down to Aaron Wise, though. I mean, yes. I, I really like Wise this week. We talked about Figali, you mentioned him in the same breath. I think is a great spot for Aaron Wise. I, I'm surprised he's not projecting with a little bit more ownership over on Stochastic. He's still under 15% there. He's people he's popular, but he's not overly popular. And I think part of the reason is. You got Grillo, you've got McNeely above him, both guys playing well. I'm just dipping down to Wise. Um, if McNeely somehow does it, that's fine. I can live with that. Just a player who I still think is just a tad bit overrated. But although I do recognize like he's he's playing pretty good golf right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're not it's an easy sell on Aaron Wise. He's a good player, he's got experience, it's a good course for him. It's a, everything checks out there. So now we get into guys that maybe I might say they're playing over their head, but like Tom Hoagie's playing amazing. Do we just say we need to put him in the pool until something changes? Or do we say, come on now, like it's getting to be too much. For Hoagie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's playing unbelievable every week and it just seems like you'd almost be stupid not to continue to press the click his name in the mid sevens. This has kind of been hoagie's mo too like he he gets in these grooves where he's just like super confident and then he just like screws off and disappears for, like, for months like like months yeah months i mean and you just worry like when is it going to come to an end i worry a little bit that it will be this week um he's played a lot it's a it's a different field i mean i know it was a no cut last week but like this is like the big boys are here I'm going to, I'm going to make a call and say like, we, we get a little bit of Tom Hoagie regression finally this week. I, I mean, I think it will go either way. Like he'll like literally contend and be like T2 or win, or it'll just be like, you know, okay. Like I played well, like four weeks in a row, you know, it, Rom is leading. I'm, I'm going to, we're just going to pull the shoot here for a week and, and you, you end up with a T40. So I, I'm not sure if this is the greatest course for Hoagie either. You know, like I, I think typically you'd want him on a course like Narashino, smaller greens, tighter, where the ball striking is just going to come through. Um, this is a little bit more of an all round. You're going to have to rely on your short game a bit. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this is a good fade. Um, again, maybe it just comes back to me one player and wise and, and my, my boy, Jason day down there. Oh God. Yeah. But, I wanted to um, ask you, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm going to fade Hoagie this week. Uh, I, I think that, you know, at some point we have to you gotta take a, a, a stance on someone. I'm, I'm going to say that with, with Hoagie. All right, so I'm going to group some of these guys in, and you can sort through them. Fleetwood, Norin, Day. We'll start with just those three. Okay. Um, guys, I can't get right. I'm yeah. st- I bet Fleetwood again. I-, I know it's throwing money away, but 66 to 1, he's not doing anything. But, man, I, I do like I that mean, price. You, met- you mentioned Aaron Hills, you know. I, I did comp that. I mean, obviously, I- I- it's not like I thought of that on the fly. I was thinking about that before yeah. the show. I think there's something there, uh, specifically I'm talking about with one club, but to me, that's the prerequisite for being able to see who might have insight into Congaree. Obviously, I need my guy to putt well. Well, that doesn't mean anything. You know, we all need that. I think that this could set up well for some of these guys, but you're going back today, I assume, correct? I mean, I I like all three of these guys are interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, like they're, they've got good odds with them. They're lower down in the salary for DFS. No one's going to play them. Like even Jason Day, really not popping with much ownership on Stochastic. Coming off a 63, just immaculate round at the Shriners, um, where he gained nine strokes ball striking for the week. 
and actually like lost strokes putting, I think. And, and like, that is the worry with day, like is the rest of his game to the point. I, I, I think it sounds so disgusting. I think Jason day is the best floor of these three That's, like right now. I mean, but, it, but it's crazy. He's, I think he's figured out his swing. I really do. And I think you're going to see like just more consistent ball striking. I'm very interested though, in Fleetwood and Norin for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, these guys are making cuts. They're, they're, they're just hanging around and like both of them can putt. Like both of them can just show up with the putter any week and just get hot and get confident. And all of a sudden, like we've got a 14 under winner and Tommy Fleetwood's there because he's been grinding around the greens. His, his approach game has been good enough. And, you know, he just sinks a couple putts on Sunday and he wins. I think the same goes with Norin. So I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to rank them day Fleetwood Norin, but I, I almost like the upside with like Fleetwood a little bit more here. I know it sounds crazy because like he hasn't done that much, but he's been very consistent. Like it's not, we don't have to go too far back to have Tommy Fleetwood like top five at the PGA, you know, like he's played well for a bit. It just hasn't, it's just been like a little bit up and down and he's just going through like a little bit downswing where it hasn't come all together, but he's out there. Like he's not making a fool of himself or something. There's nothing specifically wrong. It's just, he's been a little bit cold. He just hasn't done too much. It could easily come together this week. I don't even mind the outright call. I mean, I, I haven't bet Jason Day or Fleetwood or Norin, but I'm definitely going to bet at least one of these guys and maybe even two. So, yeah, I'm, we're in the same. I would rank them. If I had to rank them, it would be Fleetwood Day and then Norin. I really like Fleetwood this week. I like, and maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. I like all three of these guys over Andrew Putnam. Oh, that's easy. I mean, like Andrew Putnam is just, he's gained like two strokes putting in like nine straight events. I know, I know, but and he's playing really good golf. He is. I do think people are going to keep going there. I'm not. Well, actually, and here's the thing about Putnam. I, I don't mind this course for him that See? much either. Now because, it starts. This is how yeah, it starts. I know. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with my call and, and agree with you. But if at the same, I'm just going to say, if, if Andrew Putnam does it again this week, I'm not going to be overly shocked. At the same no, I won't time, be like, shocked. I just... I'll be disturbed, though. Disturbed. <laughs> like, come on. I listen. This is a good player, but at some point, when you're relying these results, this this is all I'll say. His ball, nothing has happened in his game. It's not like he's changed anything. He's just putting at such an insane clip that he's playing well. Like, it's not like oh, Andrew Putnam fixed his off the tee game, and now he's like a complete player. He's doing what he always did, except he gains four or five strokes putting yeah. every week. I mean, that's what, that's what like half the PGA tour is, right? Like yeah. players who like the players who stick around like Putnam's and Troy Merritt's like this too. They stick around because they're not overly good at anything, but they're not terrible. And you know, like they'll, they'll just be neutral. We could say like, they're not, they're, they're just good enough off the tee. Maybe they gain a, like a half a stroke uh, on approach. And then when the rest of their game pops and they start sinking putts, they go from like, like just average to like, you know, semi Superman in like these non elite field events. This is an elite, this is more of an elite field though. And you know, if Putnam is ever going to break down, it's kind of like the, the hoagie argument, but with his, but we're talking about someone's putter, like it's probably going to be here where he missed a couple putts early, you know, it's a no cut event and he just kind of screws off. I'm okay with it. If Putnam beats me, it's just one of those things this week. Like, whatever. It's gonna it's gonna come to a halt at some point soon. Are you gonna play Ricky? No. Okay. Yeah, me neither. 
are you when we look down into the lower sevens Heath Mitchell is a name I want to ask you about specifically yeah. uh you got Bez down here Henley's down here I mean Denny McCarthy who's like the original of that formula I want to ask you about Sung Young Kim who I don't know really much about but every time he strikes the ball it it's just straight gold right now fourth at Shriners what do you make of the lower sevens yeah Kim Kim is interesting. I think it's going to be a really interesting test for him this week. I mean, if he pops up this week, I mean, like I'm gonna I'm gonna start betting him. Like basically, um, at the same time, I don't necessarily feel the need to go to him here, but mm-hmm. we're we're gonna definitely keep an eye on him. Um, I like Kitayama at 7100 as well. I think that you know where did we see him pop up? Popped up at the Honda Fazio Design Mexico Open, big fairways there as well. He's wild off the tee. It's not going to matter much this week. And he's just a good player. I mean, I, he reminds me a little bit of Higo where he'll just, he'll just be good enough at everything. He can just do everything. He's, he's, he'll, he'll get confident with the putter and he'll start singing putts down the stretch. And all of a sudden, Kitty Am will just be like, you know, gain a couple strokes approach, gain a couple strokes around the green, and he'll be there at the end. I think this is a really good spot for him. Um, so I, I'd be more prone to go into Kitty Am than, than Kim this week for the simple fact I think Kitty Am is also not going to be as he, I don't think the field's going to affect him. I mean, he's played in, in plenty of different fields around the world. We've seen him be extremely confident against top players. He just about took yep. down Rom in Mexico. He's just a very good, he's just a very greedy player. I mean, <laughs> you bring out the G word here on a Tuesday. Um, Mitchell's fine. I think I, I, I like the setup for him. I, I really do. Um, I, I, I'm not like super high on him or anything like that, but for DFS 7,200, yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's probably got a better floor than some of the guys above him, to be honest. Like, I mean, Henley is a guy I've, I bet. I mean, um, just to throw that out there, he's 7,300. He's still first in strokes gain approach over the last 50 rounds. And I think when you're looking at this course, I like you think about Henley, you think about easier courses, but this is easy from the, this is, this is easy in, in the respect that I think you want easy for Russell Henley. You don't necessarily want him where the bombers have the big advantage. Yes. He's not going to hit it like that far, but he's going to be in the fairway and he's going to be able to just lean on his long irons and is around the green game, which is easily the best part of his game. And I, I really do think this could be a good spot for him. Um, if this course plays a little bit tougher and the iron game just really is, is what ends up coming through. I, I think this could actually be it. Like, I think he's a very good bet this week, to be honest. And, you know, like for DFS, again, I come back, guys, like the stochastic projections, if you're getting this platinum hardwood promotion, Henley's projecting with no ownership this week, which I find yeah. very interesting considering he was about 22 to one the last time we saw him at the Sanderson. No, listen, Henley's got, got an out. There's no doubt about it with his irons. In the same vein, definitely more aggressive. I'm going to give you a sleeper as we work down, and then we'll get egregious and get out of here. I think there are scenarios where Sebastian Munoz likes this course. He got some reps in at Zozo. He can get crazy hot on the greens, particularly Bermuda. I think his long irons could hold up here nicely, and he's popped. When you look at his finishes, one thing, yeah, there, there are some easy tracks in there. And it's kind of a mixed bag, but he, he's popped up in some big events as well. He's got some experience against the big boys, and you're not asking him to win. I think Munoz is really under the radar here as an aggressive tournament play. I mean, just about won the, the gold medal. I mean, he was, he was at least in the mix for a medal, right? I mean, into the Olympics. Absolutely. 
his his only win came like you know not that not that far from here, same part of the country, Bermuda Greens. Um, I don't hate that call at all. You, I yeah. think you look down here, people probably go back to Straka, another player who you know just can come and go at at a, at a whim that I don't really feel comfortable going back to. Like I said, I mean Mitchell's fine, but I I, I like the the ceilings for Henley and Munoz better here. Um, I never play Scott Stallings. Hidiyama, no. I like, but like everyone else here down here, kind of just meh to me. I I, I like it. I, I definitely like that call. And it's you know, again, this is something that we we've just we've seen some of these guys get into into these zones, and I think Munoz and even Henley. I mean Henley, it was a double eagle, but like at the players, like Munoz was right in it, and then all hell broke loose uh, on Monday, I I think. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. All right. Your boy Davis Riley is at $6,900. He's with the cheapies this week. We're going to talk about him, but I do have one more announcement. One more announcement on the betting side of things. $200 in your account at BetMGM, a no-brainer. And what is a no-brainer offer? It's not like the boosts where sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. A no-brainer offer means they're giving you the money. So it's in the link in the description. What this is, if you don't have an account on BetMGM, you're in a legal betting state. You're looking to sign up, sign up, take 10 bucks and bet it on a money line in the NBA. If any team hits a three pointer, which is hundred percent, they give you $200 in the account. It's as simple as that. You can take that money and bet PGA. You could bet NHL. You could bet more NBA. You can do whatever you want with it. It's just as simple as that. If you're looking to get some extra money to bet with, go sign up at BetMGM, bet an NBA money line and get your 200 bucks. That's all. Now, Davis Riley. 6,900 look good on the weekend. I saw your tweet. You look good on the weekend. Is that a catalyst to buy here? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, you I, always buy. We, we, I, I got to this week. I mean, I just have to, it's, what have we seen from Riley? Like he's, he's not, he's not intimidated by tougher fields. He took on, you know, big guys at the Valspar top 10 at the U S open or whatever he was. I mean, he was up there. I think it was the U S open. It's U S open and the PGA. I mean, he, he played extremely well in those fields. Um, and he's in his part of the world that he likes. Uh, he's is the, probably the worst part of his game is just like keeping it straight off the tee. And again, like it's not going to matter. Uh, pretty good at, with his long irons. Like he's top 25 in proximity from 175, 200 yards. He's just got that all around game where it could just pop. Like he has around the green game could pop this week. The putter could pop this week. The irons could pop. And I think that the course is, is well suited to an all around player who, who has like, you know, the ability to do that. So I like it. I, I do. I mean, he, he's going to be a really hard player to peg down, I think for his whole career, but this is just a player I'm expecting to win multiple times, eventually, probably over the next couple of years. And I'm not going <laughs> to not use him at 6,900 and at hundred to one or bigger in the betting market. We got to go here. Um, I feel, I actually feel good about it. Uh, I do. And I know that's weird considering he finished 67th last week, but like you said, he was one worse than Keegan on the weekend in Japan. Maybe not a bad indicator. No, not at all. And the talents there, there are some names down here. You know, Harris English is a name I've seen more than once. It pains me, but I get it. I I totally get it. It's not going to put maximum pressure on off the tee. If you told me you didn't have to, if off the tee was not a thing and you just started, Harris English would be yeah. elite. The rest of his and, game is always in good and shape. And look, just, just a quick note on English. Like, he was in the lead at this event with about 12 holes to go. 
And like, he just self-destructed. Like he started three, like he missed a couple short putts and just like went loco. I was on him that week. So I, I remember <laughs> it very vividly, but like, he should have won. I mean, he was like, he, he was, un, I, I mean, he was one of the top players in the field, but he had a really good number, which is why I bet him. And, but he was here, like he was in the mix. So it's a good setup as Ben alluded to. I just, I don't know if he's, he's Harris English. So I mean, yes. yeah, whatever. In that same vein, now, now I'm talking about, I want to be clear. Like these are potential flyers where no one's going to play them. Lucas Glover, in theory, can lean on his irons, particularly his long irons. It's that part of the, of the world. He's been playing non-existent golf uh, in more ways than one. Benny on is here. And then I want to ask you, do you think it's weird to see Woodland at 6,400 or is that just the reality that we're at? Yeah, I... <laughs> Woodland is just, he's, he's out of control. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he pot, like, it, it feels like, like two, like a month ago that he almost won at Bay Hill, you know, like he had like, he, he was, he was basically in the lead with like two shots to go or two holes to go. And then he just flubbed it out of the bunker. But like, since then he's been pretty bad. Like he really hasn't competed since then. So no, this is probably the correct price adjustment. Um, if you said, well, I, I want to take a chance here now that he's 6,400. You're probably correct to do so. I mean, he's still Gary Woodland, major winner. Um, I, I do think that he's he's probably going to pop up again and, and frustrate us to hell and finish T5 at some point. It could be this week, but he's he's extremely volatile. I mean, I think that you're getting – you're actually – sadly as it sounds, you're getting a better floor with Benny Ann at 6,500, who around the green game looks confident again. I mean, Benny Ann at one point was like the best around the green player on the PGA Tour. People yes. forget – and if his irons start to show up again, I mean, like he's, he's done well in this part of the world too. He almost won the Sanderson's. He almost won the Honda, like Bermuda greens. I think Benny Ann is actually probably the strongest play down here, but Woodland is Woodland. I mean, I understand like he could do it too. I mean, if the TD green shows up and, and that gets confident again, but I just don't know what's going on with him. I mean, it's, it's such a weird stretch from a player who used to be so reliable that he just can't figure out how to put it all together. He's, he's, like Ricky Fowler has masked the Gary Woodland like meltdown. Like it's, it's really weird. No one talks about it, but like he, he's just a shell of his, of his former self as well. So it, it is strange. And yeah, that's the thing just to like, typically when you have a guy who's an awful putter, they're usually bad around the green, but Benny on was always an elite around the green player and just a yeah. horrible putter. Like, which is weird. That's why his like his scrambling numbers. It's like, oh, they're terrible. His around the green numbers are amazing though, because like the scramble, you have to make the putt. Um, I get it. I, I'm fine with those guys. I want to ask you. We only got a couple minutes left, but I, I do you see the need. Do you feel the need to click? Ches is flat six now. He's been playing like garbage, but it is a player with a lot of pedigree. Do you say that's yeah. just unnecessary, or are you saying you know what? Like I could get, you know, Rom. JT and Hovland or something, uh, an elite combination up top. I mean, it's a note, like, again, I think you have to look to last week a little bit to, to get your answer. And I think the answer is, yeah, like it, it's, it's a bit of an overreaction. I mean, what did we see last week? I mean, we saw some top players fall like way off. We saw some names uh, up in the top 20 who just like, you know, were, were pretty random. So 
Chez played last week. He was T45. I mean, he's better than you know Tommy Fleetwood, like he beat Davis Riley. I mean, there's no reason why he can't come in here and just, you know, put put together like a couple more good rounds and finish T20 or something. Like you said, the pedigree is there. At some point, Chez is probably going to get it together. And when he does, like he's going to be this cheap and people are like, oh yeah, why didn't we play Chez? You know, he's he's like a multi-time winner. Um I mean, like you, and again, like John Hood last week, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember, but like, oh yeah, he popped with a 61 last week. So I feel like Chez like eventually will do something similar. Um, and Danny Willett down here as well, just about one a couple of weeks. Like maybe this is Chez's turn. Um, at the very least, I think these players down here, like Glover, you already mentioned, Willett, Huh, and, and Chez are, are all playable. I mean, it's a no-cut event. It's the fall I don't really have a lean towards like one. I think I'd probably be with you. And like, I think Glover is probably the most likely like to get you like a T30 or better. Um, I like the way Willett's played of late, just from like, you know, being a little bit more consistent and then obviously popping. But Chez is the cheapest too. And if it works, I think you can just throw them in. Like, I think I think it's it's very playable down here. And, and again, it's it's a much different feel than we saw last week. And I don't have anything to add about any of the uh, the Korean no. players. Like nothing. No, I literally no. have nothing. So don't do that again. Biochem. Biochem's in the field. I mean, good old Biochem. Yeah, friend of the show, Biochem, my man. On that note, friends, we got a lot here at Stochastic. We got NHL. I believe it's starting like right now. That's why I have to go. NBA live before lock strategy show. All things, and then on the Odd Chopper channel. If you were betting things, go to Odd Chopper YouTube. Subscribe. Hang out with us. Great crew there at the Fantasy Grind, Mr. Ulrich, at Jazz DFS for myself. My man, Tyler, behind the glass, as always, third member of this team. We're going to bounce on out of here. Good luck. Enjoy the CJ Cup. If you have any questions, hit us up in Twitter, Discord, sign up for the Hardwood promo and everything I said. Until next time, friends, win some money, and we'll talk to you guys next week. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday did you miss your deadline to renew your medicaid coverage you can still send your completed annual review form to healthy connections medicaid you may be assigned to another health plan but you can ask to come back to first choice within 60 days of renewed medicaid eligibility it's your family it's your choice first choice is the right choice renew and choose us visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more